0: And we're back on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Producer is Shane Reardon, and that leads us to our staple the show we do it each and every Saturday here on Sports Medicine Weekly our Ask the Doctor segment giving our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues now it's very easy for you to submit a question just go to our website sportsmedicineweekly.com and on the home page of our website you're going to find a link underneath the photo of Dr. Cole and yours truly On the right side of that homepage, just click on that link and you can submit your question. So Dr. Cole, I got a couple good ones today for you, and um, they're very uh, timely as well. Uh, First one is, Dr. Cole, I assume when you operate, you're in a sterile environment. Does anything change in your procedures due to COVID? Um, yeah, of course, uh, the operating room is sterile, but there's some processes
1: that are, you know, in place now that we never considered before. Steve, I mean, the first one is if you were a patient, you know, if you remember when I did your your bicep surgery. You, we have no family members that come with the patient to the uh, operating room uh, area. We, uh, everyone has their temperatures checked and they undergo a screening, uh, screening tool uh, for the, you know, the high risk questions, travel and, and contact with people that are known positive and symptoms and so forth. And then um, you know, everyone is wearing masks, um, and which wouldn't be the norm uh, outside, just outside the operating room. And then in the operating room, our processes are different. Now the operating room has uh, the ability to recirculate air and so it's a it's actually a very good environment where the air recycles very quickly over a short period of time. Um, the 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 highest risk situation in the operating room is at the time of uh, of administering anesthesia, and the methods basically uh, provide a we the anesthesiologist basically use a sh- a shield, if you will, uh, between them and the patient to prevent uh, exposure to respiratory um, um, the re- respiratory secretions. So we have precautions in place now in terms of time between room cleaning and things of that nature but everything else feels and looks the same and we you know we have what we call universal precautions So we Steve what we we just assume there's a possibility of anyone being positive despite the fact and I left this out that everyone gets tested within 72 hours so if you were to have surgery now you would be tested with uh, uh, the, the 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 nasal swab uh, the results would be available within 48 hours typically and maybe the longest 72 and I would ask you to sort of self quarantine to minimize your exposure between the time of that test in the time you come to surgery Uh, so that would be a part of it so at any rate um, uh, things have changed but we feel very safe and i have said many times over the last couple of months steve i feel very safe seeing patients and being in surgery sometimes safer than uh, unfortunately going to the grocery store because i think we all can't forget that uh, we still have to continue with these with social distancing in a proper way as well as uh the the masks at at a time where you might be in close contact with someone
0: and adding to that, Dr. Cole, off the uh, top of my own head here, you know, a question, um, you know, is if, if anyone, they're nervous about getting, you know, surgery done? Um, it's a pretty safe environment, isn't it? I mean, I, I have had to speak with a lot of patients to explain the same process as I've explained to you
1: uh, because it, it's it's not clear. And I think uh, patients, especially who are higher risk, are very worried. Um, in amb- Most of what we do is in, in, in an outpatient, non-hospital setting that is not taking care of COVID patients. So we have no problems with PPE. In other words, we have all the proper protective wear. Uh, we have staff that's dedicated to the ambulatory surgery environment, and none of us are managing patients with uh, that are known to be COVID positive. we're not taking care of this patient group so the center is what we call a clean knowingly uh, a clean center and that's really important so I think as I say I think the risks are incredibly low now there are some surgeries that do require inpatient stay and some surgeries that might even require an ICU bed and while that's still safe there are some uh, logistics in terms of hospital capacity that have to be assessed on an ongoing basis based upon the executive order from uh, our state in Illinois so uh, but beyond that in the ambulatory setting it's a very clean setting that is not managed managing uh, patients who are known to be COVID positive. So I feel very comfortable going to work every day, um, to, to be quite frank.
0: Great stuff. Okay, and I've got another question here from one of our listeners. as We continue with our Ask the Doctor segment. Again, I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly here on the score uh here's a question from a listener nba fan obviously says dr cole um the nba will resume with 22 teams uh the bulls are not in it due to their record uh so how does this affect the bulls players and your role with the squad going forward
1: yeah you know typically steve in in an off year where we didn't make the playoffs if it's an away game we're doing uh Exit physicals on the plane, or we, or the next day, and players are kind of anxious to 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 have some time off. Uh, In this setting, there's a lot of scatter right now with where people are. So you know, the basic, you know, basically, our season is over. And uh, the NBA will uh, now enter the playoff mode in a, in a closed setting uh, in Orlando and for 22 teams. But for us, the season being over, I have to uh, do some form of exit physicals, which means we just want to make sure that all the uh, issues that were active during the year are addressed, uh, players, are, all their health care needs are met, uh, that they have a, a healthy offseason, you know, both from an exercise and fitness point of view, but nutrition and any medical problems that may have been active. And then we're going to have to start thinking about how, when free agency and trade deadlines, all those things are kind of in flux, you know. Um, and then the combine, when the players get evaluated, there still isn't clear on how we're going to manage that as well. I mean, typically, see, if we would have everyone come to Chicago. And we would have the combine, and there'd be, you know, 60-some odd players, and uh, uh, a lot of people coming through Chicago, and uh, all the team physicians in the same place, and uh, you know, each player would be examined by every physician, and there's a lot of physical contact, and it's pretty obvious that that's not going to be uh, how we'll, we'll be able to do it this year. So, looking at ways to, to address that, I think it's still the plans are uh, are not uh, codified at this point, so we'll just that's kind of a wait and see, and I I don't have a lot of insight on how it's going to get done, but it's probably not going to look exactly like we've been doing it uh for the last you know 20 25 years
0: and dr cole to that point um is there an advantage you know a silver lining in this maybe for I mean, we can't get into specific injuries obviously protect the players and their families and the team but um, even for bulls players maybe guys that were you're know, coming off injury um to get some some extra needed rest right now not get into a into you know what some some players maybe weren't coming back this year
1: yeah i mean i think what it does do and it, it's the same thing it did for players who were coming back as we know who were out after injury and surgery so any players that, that's had treatment you know uh Uh, some of them surgical, they have had the added opportunity to get better. And then depending on where they are on their free agency, you know, if their contract was up, they now have the ability with with time behind them for healing and reconditioning to actually show that they have it can be successfully returned to the sport. The biggest challenge when you have injury or or surgery is having enough time pass where you can actually show that it's been successful and that they can return to sport. And these timelines are always compressed at the end of the season. So now I'm seeing athletes, not only just from the Bulls, but really from many teams that were able to treat them. um, And they have a much more liberal time frame because we're talking, you know, season end uh, to October, November. That's an awful lot of time uh, before a season resumption to actually get a sense of uh, how how good they're doing. Uh, So having a little more liberal time frame, I think, is going to open up opportunities for guys, especially who have otherwise, you know, very compressed time schedules due to free agency.
0: And Dr. Cole, I know you sit on, uh, you have, at least in the past, sat on boards with the uh, other NBA doctors, Uh, do you guys continue to converse, uh, whether it be by conference call or Zoom meetings, uh, NBA docs continue to get together? Uh, we do. We've had, you know, there's
1: been a uh, number of Zoom calls. Like all of the, uh, every, you know, major uh, sports enterprises doing. And everyone in life life is doing these Zoom calls, and uh, that's how we've continued to communicate with the league. And uh, I, they've been pr- pretty amazing in terms of. Uh, I would. I, I don't want to call it over communicating, but this is a situation where uh, they are. They've been. Uh, they've done an amazing job at keeping people engaged and providing real time information. And it's important, especially in sports, because, you know, there's missing information and the media may grab a, a tidbit of information but not know the whole backstory and things kind of get out of control. And they've stayed ahead of it, uh, I would say, in an unprecedented way, especially at a time where there's no script. I mean, Steve, it's like one week we, there's a plan and the next week we have a different plan based on something we learn. But they've um, the communication has been uh, uh, pretty phenomenal and I would say that uh, I feel as informed as I've ever felt uh, given the leadership that, that they've shown.
0: And final question before we say goodbye on this edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, Dr. Cole, um, do you, as NBA doctors, uh, share information uh, a lot between uh, you know d- different different scenarios, and uh, you know kind of take advantage of, of each other's um, you know complexities and uh, knowledge?
1: You know, the the in the NBA there's a a, a council that's sort of a second opinion uh, council that. Uh, is very useful to have sort of get unbiased second opinions uh adding that to uh, which we always encourage adding that to um the collaborative nature of you know the way team physicians are Uh, it is not infrequent for us to um, call one another and say hey listen have you seen this how have you managed this let me send you some mri images and so forth because you know we all are sort of a victim of our experience and some of us may have seen a lot of one thing and not a lot of another So um, the years of experience by physicians, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, some of these guys have seen everything. And um, that's one of the greatest parts of this job is the decision-making is actually really interesting and it's it's a it's far less about a surgery and it's much more so about making the best decision and that's you know that really is just patient care it's not just to a professional athlete so these I would say there's a wealth of knowledge across uh, uh, the NBA that we've that we've all consistently been able to leverage and get you know to to run uh, various problems and situations by to get greater insight so that's been a huge advantage
0: Okay, Dr. Cole, we're out of time. Great stuff. Uh, continued success and good health to you and your family and your patients. Likewise, Steve, you as well have a great week. We'll talk next week. Absolutely. Our thanks to our producer. He's Shane Reardon. Also, want to thank Dr. Cole for joining me this week and his dad, David Cole. He manages our website and our business operations. And then we thank Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. We thank you for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. And we'll be back next week with a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly at 8 a.m. only on 670 The Score.